those 1% shifts come in different ways. The perspectives, how you see that 1%, what that looks like in your world can come in all different ways. So what is it that you do? What is it everyone else needs to do? We don't really care what anyone else is doing. We care what you're meant to do. And I think that's the gold at the table. And when you're willing to stand in that, we get to hear what that is that you're bringing. And then we can collaborate. All of those things would not happen if we weren't willing to have a conversation. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Hey Sherry, welcome to The Decision Table. You're coming on live with us on The Decision Table podcast today. Okay, come on, come in. We've got Leon at the table. We've got George at the table. And Michelle, you're coming in on the table today too. So we need to do an official, an official. Firstly, what number are we up to on the wall? Let's have a look at this. It's 111 minutes ago. I know, but that was a minute ago. Come on, people. We need, okay, people. We need more people signing up to the wall. One, one, one. We're doing all right, Ethan. But it's so funny, Sherry. We got to 100 yesterday. And Jacinta's first reply was, I need 900 to go, Mom. <laughs> She's Jesus. doing the math right. <laughs> she is. But uh, it was uh, good to hit the 100. Now we want to hit the 1,000. But the focus of this section is really, Leon, give us a reason to why podcasts are so important. Well, the reason I got into podcasting in the first place was so people would have a voice. Now, it's one of those things that it's not regulated by anyone at the moment. So you can have a voice and you're not controlled by anyone else. You can actually say what you want to say. So that's why I think you need to be on a podcast. Okay. So, so to say what you want to say, I think that's actually kind of a cool topic for today. On our literally 100th podcast, which I'm really excited because I don't have to do this podcast on my own. I've got people at the table with me to do the Decision Table podcast and I've got Sherry over in the room, over online. So Sherry Rose, welcome to the Decision Table podcast recording today live while we're actually doing the 1% Movement launch. So it's exciting to be celebrating something that we've already been doing and I think it's exciting because like you said Leon to start just before having a voice is really important and we're going to talk about that so we've got Leon in the room Leon welcome to the decision table you're going to add some value here it is the first time (laughs) it's only taken a hundred to get him (laughs) on the table but we are here and then moving along from that is Michelle Frost, who is a return offender on the decision table. Is that right, Michelle? Yeah, I've been twice. She's been twice. This My is the third. third? Okay. Third can we make it a good third? I think we can. <laughs> yeah, the other two were very good. Oh, my gosh. You're meant to say, no, they were great and they were episode 
Yeah. No? Yeah. All right. We'll, uh, put, that, we'll put those in the show notes. All we'll right? put those in the show notes. That's right. Of the ones not to listen to, seeing as they were not so good. Exactly. Just kidding. Every episode of the decision table is awesome. All right. And then just on my the right of me, we have George in the room. So welcome, Hello. George, to the decision table. Have First you been time. on the decision table? First time. First time. Yes. So he's a uh, virgin. Hmm. On the decision table. <laughs> Not in life. Oh, that's, we talk about anything and everything Obviously. on the decision table and we don't me. hold back. Like, what have I got myself into? You've got yourself into a crazy conversation. And then someone who is one of my heroes in life and someone who totally inspires me is Mr. Ethan Moore. Hey. Man of many words. But when he does say words, by the way, they are full of wisdom and they really truly are. I love his insights that he brings to the table. I've had him on the decision table before and I really love having, and he was actually, you were on our Global Human Intelligence Forum as well. And it's just so good having different voices at the table. And I think, uh, oh, for those that don't know who I am, then maybe you probably haven't listened to the decision table because I'm on every episode <laughs> on that. And so this is my hundredth time on the decision table. And also I've got another podcast called Global Human Intelligence Podcast, which I really enjoy as well. But anyway, we're celebrating the decision table and we're celebrating a few things in the room at the same time as we're having this conversation. One is the 1% movement. Today is our official day for the launch and we want people to join the 1%movement.com. So if you haven't done it, go to literally join the 1%movement.com right now. Put in your profile, your 1% shift and come and belong to this amazing tribe that you're going to hear from at the table today as well. And many, many more who over the next little while, we're going to hear more and more from just amazing humans. I think that's one thing that I've been really impressed is that there's still awesome humans across the globe. And we've got a few cool ones here today. So if you were to give voice to something that is really important to you, George, what would that be? Ooh, on the spot. Voice. <laughs> and by the way, whenever we have conversations on the decision table, I want it to be really clear. Can we just shut that door? I'm going to say that out loud because I just can. Thank you. That would be awesome. The thing I love about the decision table is this is that there is no judgment to the conversation at the table. We like to bring it real raw, and we've had some pretty real and raw conversations over the time on the decision table. So, yes, I ask deep questions, and, yes, I put people on the spot, and there's no judgment to any answers. So go for it, George. Cool. So if I had to start with basics, be family. Mm. If I had to think of purpose and what I do, I work with martial arts school owners, help them create the impact that they do through, through martial arts. And that's the basics. Family, on a personal level, health, wellness, focusing on my well-being, and, yeah, just having the drive to push through. So tell me, why is health so important to you? Health. I think probably because I had a health scare. Broke my neck in a car accident. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, 
broke my neck, uh, had a hemorrhage, woke up one morning in hospital, had about 20 people looking at me. My first response to them was, is everybody okay? Because I didn't have an accident. And um, we, I was in recovery, I was, I was, I was lying in bed and a, a doctor walks to me and he says, he's looking at my charts and he, and he starts laughing. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I said, why are you laughing? I said, he says, because um, guys and you, guys like you, we normally don't operate on. I said, why is that? He says, well, because you're normally dead in two weeks. Wow. He just walked off. And um, that was probably the first time I really thought, okay, well, I need to make better decisions in life. Mm. Yeah. I'm all about making better decisions in life. <laughs> Anyone that knows my work, that's what my whole work's around. So I'm glad you made better decisions because you're here with us today. And that's, I can see why family particularly would be really important in that too. Wow, powerful. I think, you know, sometimes, and, and I think this is the great thing about having conversations and the need for better conversations at the table and asking better questions is that we get to learn a bit about your world and what that means and a perspective that maybe I don't see because it's not my world. You know, I didn't go through that experience. I don't know what that was like. But I can see that probably martial arts has been a major discipline for you and that discipline has got you results. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, martial arts came late for me in life. Yeah, right. Um, I enrolled my son into martial arts when he was five. Mm. At that time for me, it was, I was looking at what they were doing and it was personal development in physical form mm. and uh, so I was wowed by it and just the things that they were doing he was just hey this is fun we're kicking we're punching but that that from that moment it, it really grew on me and I started working with martial arts school owners while he was training it must have been about three years in and somebody looked at me and said hey why aren't you training and I was like well, I don't know too old broken <laughs> <laughs> too old Ex broken all yeah. the excuses no. like, <laughs> like I could come up with and uh yeah, and then I started and that sort of, it just, it slowly consumed my life. So working with the school owners and then the training part and it, it just sort of being a family thing at the time. Yeah, right. Wow. So interesting enough, Michelle, you love movement and I mindfulness. I, I think that's a good bridge to what would you give voice to if the world was listening and you wanted them to hear something, which, by the way, the world is listening and... <laughs> What do you have to say? I believe that more people should put on some running shoes and go for a run. I think pretty much everybody, most people are mm -hmm. able to do that. We're all born with those muscles. And, yes, we don't. Some people have never used them. Have you used them, Ethan? Even Ethan. Uh -huh. I've actually seen Ethan. He's chased uh -huh. me around the house a few times. They're all of them. So I know he can run. <laughs> Not just, for, not just for physical but for mental health reasons. There's yeah. lots of studies yeah. now that show that movement in general, but in particular things like running, those sort of mm -hmm. our body does it without even thinking about it. Like if you had to run to not get hit by a bus, we would. It's because our body does it automatically. And science shows there's a lot of things going on in our brains, including lots of new neural pathways are being built. And it's a bit like... I was going to say yoga, but because um, yeah. <laughs> we did yeah. that this morning. But it's a bit like yoga and meditation. The same things happen, the scientists now say, in our brains. Yeah. 
when you're doing things like running and you can make it more so for your mental health if you're thinking about, yeah. you know, being more present and in the moment, i.e. mindfulness and movement mm. together. Mm. I think it's very simple. We all have access to it. it doesn't, it's not a financial impediment that so many things are for people and it can improve your physical and mental health beyond, you know, more than you imagine actually. Yeah, I think the, you know, and the reason I wanted to start our day off with yoga was for those that don't know what yoga is, it's it's not a incorrect spelling right at this moment. It's not a typo? No, it's not a typo. <laughs> it's sure? yoga for jocks. Jocks meaning? Oh, what? Well, that's like... definition. <laughs> I know, exactly why I'm not saying it and you guys are. It's like sporty people or what? <laughs> <laughs> How do you is describe it? It's a blokey bloke. It's a blokey bloke. Yeah. I don't know. Is that yeah. how you would okay. say it, Cher? Yeah. How would you say it, Cher? I'd say it's yoga. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. What, what do you think? We might be uncomplicating it. Jocks. That's, was that jocks. Jocks. Yeah. yeah. It's not like I'm saying underpants. Now. I know. <laughs> well, so in, I don't know, but yeah, like we would point? say, right, guys, Underwear are jocks, right? Yep. Yeah. So yep. that is one way of a description. I think this is actually interesting when we, we have words like this, right? Like we say, you know, yoga, jocks, jocks are underwear. Well, jocks are also guys, right? Blokes. Is that what, right? And well, so I, I would, think. I would assume American college would have had the jocks, you know. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah, so like is that right? More athletic. So it's yeah. really bloga. Bloga. <laughs> no, that's the <laughs> Is it bloke? I think it's great. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast because this is an amazing, intelligent <laughs> one today on the decision table. You know, it's funny though because we joke about that. But just going back to what you said, Michelle, when you know we were actually having a serious conversation, the movement and being able to move. I just think helps people to make smarter decisions at the table. And if we are able to get our intelligences working with our body, then people are going to make better decisions and that's going to have a bigger effect and make a difference at the table. And so for me, that's why it was important for us to start today with yoga was to get our body moving with our brain. And I know in my case, you know, and George, I relate to the fact that I've had to work through, you know, a couple of conditions in my body to get myself functioning to where it is today. And I have to say, when I do yoga, there's some glitches that sometimes my brain and my body are not working together. And it's not just because it's damn hard work. It's because <laughs> there literally are glitches in my system. And that's why I love it. Going back to what you were saying, Michelle, that importance of getting the brain working and the neural pathways, you know, jolting them into play. So talking about neural pathways and oh, wow. jolting them into play, that's what's so inspiring about you, Ethan, wow. is, you know, you were you didn't necessarily have some of those jolting neuros, neural pathways working, but yet you've yeah. done so amazing in life. What would you give voice to? What's important to you? You really put me on the spot here. But... Always. <laughs> you know that's how I roll, though. That is. Yeah. That is. Well, I mean, kind of, I guess, a little off topic, but I guess 
same as said before, family and, and health is always necessary, but for me, it's, it's also, uh, you know, resting in mind. Hmm. Tell us more about that. Well, I, I know this is not exactly what most people would think, but when I am watching my videos and such, it's mostly just to calm down, not actually just to do other things instead of whatever is asked. It's simply just to be calm. Not much else, honestly. You know, in a really busy and noisy world, I think more of us could learn that skill or need to learn that skill to calm down. Mm. Yeah? Why do you do it? I just know that I am quite easy to, what's the right word? Uh, or, uh, I mean, if I had to pick a word right now, I guess quick to do something without thinking. If I do not calm down, that's why I am always doing that so that I can stay calm. Hmm. Wow. It's kind of powerful. smarter not to do something than to do something without thinking at all. Wow. You know, I think if more humans did that, maybe we would have less dumb decisions at the table. Just saying. <laughs> That's really powerful, Ethan. Yeah, I think many of us need to learn, and I know Miss Mindfulness over there in the corner, Michelle, <laughs> Mindfulness Michelle, I think should be her name. You're very much a advocate of calming the brain and being mindful of how how we show up every day and what we do and yeah, yes, well, it's very so. important. Yeah. All right. So, Sherry, what would you give voice to? Well, first, I would like to give voice to the person who started the one percent movement. That's you. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> Happy birthday. Got the sign up. Happy to be celebrating. It is my 50th birthday today. I know yeah. it's so you know. So um <laughs> well, I had to say it all once. <laughs> Thanks, Ethan. Like last recording, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I just played it, played it, played it. I thought I thought we don't hold that. <laughs> So speaking of 50 and 100 and 1,000, I would like to give voice to legacy because legacy is longevity. And what you're doing here with the 1% movement is you're creating something that it's going to take on its own life. It will have legacy, not just something that you started and give, but it will take on its own life because it's very important and your philosophy and your ideas will grow. And when you build something, as a human, it what's important, we talked about mindfulness, we talked about health, you have to live smart so that you do have, you're around to, you know, go for the expanse of your own legacy. And you want to give smart both in the ways that you share as well as conserve. And that's on a personal level, on a business level, on a community level, on a volunteer level. Because those different ways that we show up in the world, like what you are doing with the 1% movement, 
is it's beyond you. And you do things that are beyond you and because of you, because it's very important to your heart. And the last major piece of the legacy is leaving your mark. And that those are the things that you do that show up. Like you have just, just created your first book of, and you have another book coming up. Different things that people can relate to and experience the information as time goes on, you know, today and tomorrow. And often people think that legacy is just about what happens when you die. It's not. It's really part of your reputation today and how you show up in the world. And those are the things that people remember, like this particular birthday, this big half a century birthday. I mean, everybody that participates will remember it. It's very exciting. And you are doing things that bring people together. And if you focus on your legacy in terms of not you, but how it benefits and serves others, then you're on the right track. Because as I said, legacy is longevity. That's my voice. No, I love that. Anyone? It's good. It is. What do you think of legacy? I can't disagree with Sherry's point of view. Mm. As hard as you're trying. I mean, I'm not. (laughs) I don't really have much to say about it. That's okay. But you agree that legacy is really important and... Well, of course. Yeah. Cool. I love that. All right. What about anyone else got some thoughts around legacy? It's certainly something you think about when you get into your 50s. Yeah. And older. Isn't it, Sherry? I think 50 is that that tipping point where the reality of life and the importance of sharing really, you know, comes to your forefront. Hmm. Yeah. I even think, though, I'm just thinking over this last few years, what's happened across the globe, that it has brought the two attention. We do not know our day nor our hour. And the fact that just the the, the fragility, is, is that the word, uh, yeah. of humanity right now and the vulnerability that we all find ourselves in that not necessarily is planned or is something that we expected but can find ourselves in. And I just think, you know, one of the reasons I created the 1% movement was out of this year was the fact that if I was really to to leave behind a legacy of some sort, what would that need to look like and, and who would I want to take on that journey and what is that? Like I just always keep going back to how do I show up well every day, not just, you know, look back on my life and go, oh, I wish I could have done this or I should have done that. But, like, how do I show up every day just knowing I'm doing what I'm called to do today? And, you know, that's kind of where this came out of it because if we don't show up well, if we don't do the things that we're meant to do, then, you know, I looked at what was happening across the globe and thought, That's a scary world I'm leaving behind for not just my generations and the generations at the moment, you know, with grandbabies and things like that, but the generations to come beyond that. And, you know, I think we talk about things like privilege, but I think we all as a human have the privilege of being alive in this generation right now across the globe. And I think that there's a responsibility that comes 
with that privilege as a human being, being alive. And I don't know that everyone's owning that. And I hope out of one of the things to come from the 1% is that people start owning what is in your hand, what can I do, what are the decisions we make, how can we give voice to that? And so legacy for me is really important. Yeah. Leon, what about you? Well, I'm actually wondering about, you know, each 1% the shift that you do make and what that leads to in legacy, you know, like as a big picture. Mm. And I'm also thinking this morning, just what you're saying, going, well, yeah, you need to be like, don't wait till you're 50 to start that yeah. <laughs> legacy process. Start it as soon as you possibly can. Start it yesterday. So, um, and, and like, and my 1% is is to, you know, help 100 podcasters tell their story. Yeah. Well, then I want to do 1,000 and then keep yes. going and going. So, yeah, you know, so, I love that. And keep, keep building it. So yeah. it's, yeah, that the 1% and then the next one. So I call those the micro shifts, right? We've got the, for me, the 1% is like our big shift, right? That's the the macro, but the micro shifts are those 100. So for us, 100 was our starter out on the launch. What I'd love is 1,000 by the end of today. I don't know if we're going to get that, but at least by the end of the month, which is all the celebration month, a thousand names up on that wall, and then, like you, increase that number until we get to a billion. What was it? I've forgotten even what my number is. What's it? A, a billion. A billion. A billion. That's it. It's got a million percent. But yes, a million and then a billion. But <laughs> like, it's the micro shifts that help us do those those macro shifts, right? And that helps shift things. But Absolutely. if we only see it as someone else's responsibility, or that you know, like we just live our lives to ourselves, then, you know, for me, we're just going to keep bringing what's falling apart in the world right now. Yeah, it doesn't seem to make a change because <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing controlling yeah. it. Like, not controlling it, but there's nothing kind of pushing in the right direction. So, you know, keep asking the question, well, what do we need to do to make that change all the time? So, so what do you want people, like for you, you're saying to tell how many stories? What was the? 100 is what I want to start 100 with. 100 to start with, at least for this week, and then next week 1,000 and then the <laughs> week after. Okay, cool. But why is stories so important to you? Like why is it important for people to have their story out or their voice to be heard? I have a fear that the certain things in this world are controlled too much by some of the governments and corporations and those things and people's stories don't get heard. So I know that in the Indigenous in Australia, their actual stories I don't think are heard properly, you know, or well enough or from the the people themselves. So I'm sure it happens, you know, in other cultures cultures across the world. But even, you know, there's certain things that happened in the recent few years that really I don't know if we've actually got to the bottom of what the story is and what we can do from there so yeah so I love that so telling the story I always tell you know like when I'm teaching in the the room I always teach around the fact that we have an old story I believe every one of us has an old story but one of the things that I love is that we can disrupt that pattern and we can all have a different story at the table and What's your story going forward, Ethan? How would you like to be part of bringing good change to the world? Because I think that's important, right? Mm. Good change. 
Well, that's a difficult question. <laughs> it uh, is a difficult question. And, I, you know, it's funny you say it like that because that's why I love Ethan at the table because he often says what a lot of us are thinking, right? He just doesn't hold back on it. And I really appreciate that because I think we need to have more conversations where we're not, you know, we're willing to not hold back at the table. And it does feel a bit big and go, how can we be some of that change, right? Like, or what were you meaning by that? You're asking me to give you an answer to something that lots of people want to know. But, I mean, you're asking one person when... You shouldn't just ask me, you should ask many others. And maybe if you ask more than just me, more than just one other person, you might get the answer. But that's, but hey, that's, that's why, that's no, I love that thought, but here's the thing. That's why I thought if I do my 1%, you do your 1%, George does his 1%, Michelle does her 1%, Leon, and we've got Sam in the room now as well, Samantha Riley, she does her 1%. <laughs> Then actually, and Sherry does her one percent. Then actually, we can shift and we can make a difference. What I think is something that is, you know, being the way that we've done it across the globe for so long is that we've tried to do it as individuals. Mm. Yeah, and and I think as long as we keep doing it and try to strive, try to hustle on our own, we're not nearly going to be as effective. If we collaborate and we go, well, I've got this little piece of genius that I could add to your genius, Ethan, and I could add to Leon's genius and Sam's genius and Michelle and George's and Sherry's, right? Mm. And then that actually together could be the solution that's needed. And I think that's how we've got to think a little different right now. Um, Sam, we just said we went around the table and the decision table podcast that we're on today. Woo, uh, woo as Ethan says. <laughs> and congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you. As Sam says. <laughs> that is a lot of time. Well, I just do that because there's so many at the table and it's hard to keep track sometimes when uh-huh. you're listening who's talking, right? So, Sam, if you were to give voice to something that, you know, we've talked about legacy for Sherry, she was that's really important for her and actually really important for everyone at exactly. this table, right? Yeah. What would that be for you? What do I want to give voice to? Yeah. So, my, well, let's start with my 1% shift yeah, because okay, then go. it goes from there. So my 1% shift is to bring 10,000 leaders together to have conversations to consciously change the direction of humanity. And I think that mm. that's really important because, and this actually goes into what Ethan just said, is that when we don't share our piece of genius, it's very hard for others to come in on that, you know, the story that we're telling or in with our genius to say, well, actually, Ethan, that's really cool. I know someone that I can connect you with to help you with that. And I know that that's actually what happened at one of your events. Some people came together and are creating amazing things. And if they didn't share what their genius was and what their legacy was, it was unable to happen. So that's why it's really important for us, A, to connect with others, but B, to share what's important to us and what our genius is so that then we can create this ripple effect so that we can go forward and, and create change on a bigger level. I thought, sorry. I, I, I thought guess, Ethan was going to say I something. Right right there because I thought I, Ethan was, was going to say thinking, something. So, sorry, yes. It, it was a loud thing. It was a loud thing. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. It was loud thinking. No, I just wanted to give you the space in case you had something you wanted to add then. 
I, on saying that, unfortunately, this, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's all good. You know, one of the things, Sam, is that, and I think this is so important, is that we've got to have more conversations. 100%. You talked about conscious conversations. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, you know, I did the decision table wasn't because I actually felt like I should do a podcast. In fact, I was told by some people, maybe even in the room, to do a podcast for a long time. And, you know, <laughs> so I thought, well, one of the things I, I find really awkward as an introvert, as someone who I actually love the human race, hello, that's why the 1% movement is here, I found it hard having conversations with people I didn't know. Mm. And so for me, it was easy actually to get people on a podcast and go, hey, what if we were to like <coughs> learn one thing from each other? Because I have this theory and I really do have proved it through doing the Decision Table podcast that we can all have a conversation and we can always learn at least one thing from each other. And that was always my famous question, which I will ask at the end of this. So here, make sure you remember this, is what's the one thing that you're going to take from what we've learned today? And that was really important because I most of the cases on the conversations on the table, I had never met those people before. And I, they're not necessarily in my industry. They're not necessarily in my wheelhouse of learnings and skills. But there was always something I could learn from those conversations. And that was actually, so I was like, if I do this podcast, you know those awkward ones where people go, oh, you need to connect with and talk. I was like, yeah, okay, they can come on the podcast. We'll have a conversation on there. And even if I don't want to have any more conversations after, at least, there's going to be something I learned from that podcast and maybe someone who listens to that podcast may learn something. And if I want to or if they want to and we find out we're the right fit to do more, then we can continue a conversation. And that's actually where this whole decision table came out of. So how do you want people to have more conscious conversations or what does that actually look like? So this comes back to, I think, what I was going to say before I got completely confused because I thought Ethan was just about to drop some massive value bonds on us. <laughs> but I know they're coming, Ethan. <laughs> exactly. I think it's about going back what you said about sharing what that legacy looks like mm. because a lot of times it has nothing to do with the vehicle for us to get from here to there. Yeah. So what I want to see in I'm going to say in my lifetime let's let's think big because that's what we do here right that's right yeah. I want to see clean drinking water for everyone on the planet yeah because I think that it's absolutely astounding and there's lots of other words that there are people around what the were the other words that they weren't good words they weren't good words Sam holds back no, it doesn't happen very often does it <laughs> I just thought in the, we might. But, no, I think it's really bad that there's people yeah. around the world that don't have clean drinking water yeah. and there's, there's children all around the world dying yes. because they don't have access to clean drinking water. Mm. And so if we can, if I can share that, that that's my legacy, yeah. that's what I want to see, then maybe the vehicle of my business yes. or around these conversations yes. can, that maybe they will head in that direction, maybe they won't, maybe they'll head in a different direction that somehow gets yeah. me to that place but it's it's to me those conscious conversations are around well, why are we having these conversations yeah. what's the what's the reason that we're having these conversations hmm. love that Sherry got anything to add to that any insights any thoughts 
Well, all the points already are pretty good. I think it's the idea of collaboration as well as coopetition. So when you have, you know, 10,000 people, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of brain power that you can share. And whether you're giving somebody an idea or connecting them with another person, when you come in with the idea that we are cooperating, and even if you may be in the same business, you treat it as coopetition. It's like sharing the experience, sharing the customer, sharing the dialogue. And when people are working together, everybody wins. Mm. Mm. I love that so much. George? What I got from this is focusing on legacy, but what can you do in the moment? How can you show up different in the moment to impact your, your legacy? Mm. Yeah. So I love when we get a learning from something, right? But then I love more, what am I going to do with that learning? So I'm going to actually take that question now, what have you taken from this, which you've just answered, and go, how are you going to put that into play in your everyday life, in the way that you have relationships with people, or maybe it's clients? Like, yeah. Just show up on purpose with more intent, being in the moment. Yeah, just really focusing on enhancing relationships with people. How can we make a better mm. impact? Uh, it's kind of a big reason why we moved to the Sunshine Coast. It mm. was just stepping out of the comfort zone. We're in Perth. Yeah. Life is good. But just want to do it – was, it was actually sitting at the Black Belt Intensive at wow. Michael Maiden's house. And I'm sitting around looking at all these people. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't get to sit mm. in an environment with this type of conversation and that was one of the things that, that sparked it. So so for me now, just moving out, being a week, it's just showing up in a way that I not, not normally don't show up. I'm at home, yeah. introvert, yeah. doing my thing, doing mm. my podcasts, and I'm in this little bubble. Yes. And now I like, I, I moved to the Sunshine Coast. I don't know any, if, mm. you know, I, I know people from online, but yeah. there's just a lot of relationship work that I, that I need to focus on. Yeah. And so that's been a big learning for me just to, how am I going to show up different uh, relocating, but how am I going to show up different to make a better impact with people I connect with yeah. and relationships I form and then with, with my clients? Yeah. You know, I think I think we all have bubbles and it's always easy to stay in our bubble. You know, I know Samantha and I have talked about this a lot about a our bubbles. <laughs> and sometimes I want to go back into my bubble, let me tell you. But I'm always impressed when people are willing to come out of that bubble to kind of bubble together <laughs> it's true right like it really is true. <laughs> but here's the thing sometimes that bubbling isn't friendly bubbles either right but but we've got to learn how to have conversations more with each other we've got to learn how to connect more and how to build relationships in more effective ways because I think we've had great examples of how not to have relationships, how not to come. And, and I think that's the hardest thing as an introvert to another introvert yeah. is not being able to know how to have those conversations or relate to. And so I'm always impressed when another introvert goes, hey, I've got to come out of my bubble. And by the way, you've come out of your bubble by being in this bubble today. Absolutely. Awesome. And we love that, right? Because 
I'm never going to know what you're saying or learning or what is going on in your world if you're not willing to come to the table. And that's what I love about the table, right? The decision table is that we actually need to have different people at the table. And I've said that so many times through so many other podcasts, right? And I'm excited you're at our table today because we get to hang with you, get to learn what's going on in your world and some of the perspectives, like I said earlier, that I wouldn't know unless you're at the table. Yeah? All right. What about you, Ethan? What are you taking from what you've learned today? I know this is very straightforward, but strive forward towards your goal, I guess. Yeah. Straightforward towards your goal. Tell me more about what that means for you. I mean, that wasn't mostly what I was thinking, but just like you all are saying that we should give that little piece of what is helping us strive towards what we're trying to achieve together. And I'm just saying that because of that, we're getting closer to the goal that we're all achieving. Oh, I love that. Yes. So every micro shift moves us towards that micro shift. Yeah. Can I just share something that Ethan said then that was actually really powerful and I think it was skipped over? He said it's so simple but. And I think that that is the actual beauty of this. It can be simple and sometimes it's the simple things that we actually don't give credit to. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think we don't give credit to them? Because maybe we don't feel like we're good enough or maybe we feel like Mm -hmm. we're not smart enough or that other people will judge us. But we all have our own little zones of genius that it yeah. is really simple for us. So we need to lean into each that. Each person more. has their thing that they're good at. Exactly. Mm. They're each little piece of genius. Yeah. As mum and everyone else here seems to say. <laughs> honestly, I, I just like the word genius. <laughs> That's just my personal <laughs> thing. Genius. genius. But still, you're not wrong. Everyone has their... <laughs> Set skills and you do say that word very well. I think you should say it again. No, <laughs> no that's Ethan's genius. <laughs> that I think your genius is being able to be straight up and just say the droplets of wisdom that you have and always add to the table. So I love you being at the table, Ethan. Sherry, what are you taking from our conversation today? I think really the main thing is pay attention and to listen. So for each of the people here, Samantha, I want to find out more about the 10,000. How can I be part of that? Leon, like, should I get involved in my, my podcast? George, I definitely want to have a conversation about health with you. Michelle, I have a great person, actually my college roommate, who was never a runner, who became a runner, and she's in England, and she's like winning races now. So she'd be a great person on your podcast. So part of it is participating, collaborating, listening to see where you can fit in. And because of this event today, I've been listening to other people that have been having conversations with me. I talked to a friend earlier this morning, and she happened to share, I think I want to start something new. I want to change the direction of my and really help people have better relationships with their mothers because it affects so much in their life. And I said, you know, I know where you can actually step up and make a commitment and make that your 1%. And I was able to share. And she goes, I said, when you do that, 
it's now a commitment. So it's listening to people and having them step up and participate and commit doing something that they know is going to not just help the, a smaller group of people, but on a larger scale. So it's listening to what people are saying. And like you said, at the end of every, you know, interview, every podcast, you know, what did you learn? You know, what are you going to do about it? So listening for what those things are so that you can immediately start applying them. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you, Sherry. I always love what you add to the table. And sometimes you take it just to this other little piece and I go, oh, I didn't even think about that little thought there, that little little pathway that, uh, you know, we go wandering down. And I think that's, you know, always for me such a, a beauty when you bring people from different walks of life and different thinkings and different distinctions to the table is, you know, you live in a country very different to the country you were born in. Yeah. But so you see it through different eyes again. And right. it's always interesting to what you see, how you see it, and then, you know, what that brings. So thank you. Michelle. Also, one last thing, the most simple statement, Sam brought it up, but what Ethan was saying, but, you know, this, you know, go straight forward, that focus on your goal, on your path. It doesn't have to be difficult. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I think for some reason, as humans, we we make things way bigger and harder than they really are. And just like like you said, three weeks ago, you didn't have the book. We talked about it. Boom, the book is here. So it can yeah. happen with focus. And a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Lots of focus. Lots of focus. <laughs> what about you, Michelle? What are you taking from our conversations? I've, it's weird. Maybe it's seems to have taken you turning 50 rather than me turning 50 to think a bit about legacy, actually. So, again, mm. like mm. you, whenever I have a conversation with Sherry, I go, oh, and now I'm sort of seeing it from a different perspective. So it's how to take, you know, my stuff, mm. my running superpower, get to introduce to everyone their own running superpower and that it is, again, simple, which is something that everyone has brought mm. out. So it's a pretty personal one, really. <laughs> So legacy, okay. but how how to take my current passion, which has been passion all my life actually, mm. and make it a legacy so that everybody understands that they all have a running superpower, which sounds cool to me. <laughs> I'm going to be in a Marvel movie soon. <laughs> I can't wait to <laughs> see it. <laughs> we all have it, so just get used to it. What's the superhero name going to be? Marvel, mindful, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, Michelle. And, you know, here's a public shout-out to Michelle and all she does in this world to make the Decision Table podcast happen as well. And, you know, it wouldn't have happened without someone like amazing Michelle on team who not just runs personally, but runs after me a lot. <laughs> so they're running. And, <laughs> it's an example. It's running. Oh, here we go. Maybe running. I shouldn't let her on now. Running gives me the capacity to be able to yeah. keep up with Kerry Marie, at least You have to both know how to sprint and marathon to be around Kerry Marie. Not I, you're not wrong. Uh, I do extremes and I am extreme on top of it. What about you, Liam? I actually want to bring up something that you said at the very beginning 
about the decision table podcast and the fact that there's no judgment. And so, and you know, I've got quite a history in corporate world, but being able to listen to someone or their ideas and actually talk through it or work through it rather than letting your ego get in the way and all that kind of stuff and want to argue people, you know, there's so much more like you can learn. And I think it's that bit where I'd always go, well, you know, prove me wrong. Tell me what, mm. tell me another way. What else can we do with it? So I think that's, and I think that's something that's really, really great about the Decision Table podcast. Second thing is, I'm actually wondering how we can all get our 1% and work with the other people on the, the wall to actually mm. make it happen, you know? So yeah. I might yeah. start scrolling through those names, seeing what they all do. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the whole thing was like that it's not just to have your name up on a wall. It's like who else is doing what I'm doing or could be a partner that could help make it happen even faster, right? And, you know, there's going to be things that we'll invite people to because you're a part of the 1% movement as well. But that is the whole key around it is, you know, the the more that I've got a little older in life, I have realised that, be quiet, yeah. <laughs> um, the more I've realised the power of your network right and it's there's real net worth in it because and it's not like network as in oh we've got to do this and that person that it's more like that person might know someone that would be really helpful to help make sure that everyone has water right or that person might be the one that could help you build out and get you speed up the whole story thing right so that that hundred is tomorrow. You've got those hundred people, right? I've just sped that up as we've continued this right, conversation. I hope, <laughs> I hope you love that moment. But this is the reality of it. So I love that point of yours. Of you know, it's not just about our one percent shift, but it's the others that are putting their one percent shift up on the wall as well, and what that could bring, and who that may be that we get to meet. Like we're having this conversation today, and you know. What I love about that is it's because you guys are willing to be at the table and that's what people are putting their 1% shift up on the wall of humanity, are people willing to be at the table and to say, hey, this is what my 1% shift is. So thank you. Love that. And always love having you in my world. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sam. So I think the biggest takeaway for me is that it's one thing to make the commitment. It's another thing to actually take the action. And just by us coming together, having this conversation with only, what is there, six of us here, sorry, Sherry, seven of us here Um, right now and the people that are watching, it's one thing to commit to it. But just by us having this conversation now, it's like, huh, what am I going to do now? And it's always action that's going to move the, the needle forward. It's not talking about it. Yeah. Although talking about it is, I guess, the start of the action, but it's what's going to happen next. So if we can, and that's, this is where my 10,000 comes from, because if we can do this between seven of us, mm-hmm. now what happens as we get bigger and bigger and bigger? Yeah. So it's about taking it from conversation to action. Yeah, I always say conversation to conversion, right? It feels a bit like that, right? Where you actually do something with it and not just use that as wisdom at the table. That was great. That's why, you know, we've had this talk many times of I have been a speaker on stages for years and, you know, I was a youth speaker for many, many years but then came into the business world and I was 
you know, always told, you're so motivational, you're so inspirational. And I always think of the Muppets show, you know, motivational, <laughs> inspirational, is this now the Kira Marie show? And I'm like, ah, oh, I hate that with a passion, right? Like with a passion. Because how many times have you heard an amazing speaker walk into the room and then you go, that was so awesome. I can't remember what they spoke about. Oh, it was so good. It was so inspiring. I can't remember why, but, you know, and, and nothing happened from it. And I, I just figured that, you know, one of the things that I can do is go, how can I use my voice to actually not just inspire and motivate, but to see change happen? And, you know, I also think of it as there's a capacity thing. You know, we've brought it up in a lot of this conversation here, but, you know, for some, doing even a 1% shift feels too big. And I go, no, it's not because just use whatever's in your hand. Mm. What is that that you've got? It might be that you have a conversation every day intentionally with the school moms at school around just checking in to see how they are because you care about mental health and amongst parents. Like it can be as easy as setting a 1% shift like that. It can be as, you know, I just want to have seven conversations every week with potential clients because I know when I build my business that I'm going to be able to help more entrepreneurs to make a difference in their community. You know, it can be whatever that looks like and I love what you guys have all said today, like that's what I'm taking from that, is that those 1% shifts come in different ways. The perspectives, how you see that 1%, what that looks like in your world can come in all different ways. And just because I've said, and for me, my 1% changed over time from very fast time, I have to say, but it did change over time and it became this ginormous goal. But that's because I play at that level in all I do and it kind of makes sense, right? So what is it that you do? What is it everyone else needs to do? We don't really care what anyone else is doing. We care what you're meant to do. And I think that's the gold at the table. And when you're willing to stand in that, we get to hear what that is that you're bringing and then we can collaborate and go, oh, I need a bit more of that. Or, oh, that's great. I could... Really, like Sherry said, you know, I've got a person that Michelle could have on a podcast. All of those things would not happen if we weren't willing to have a conversation. And that's what I'm taking today. So I want to thank every single one of you for being at the Decision Table live podcast of the 100th episode, Ethan, 100th. Yeah. That is a lot. <laughs> and we were able to celebrate it here and you Yay. guys come to the table. So thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.